Welcome back to Globe Syndrome. My name is Mick, and I am the host of this podcast. Today, we have another special guest who is very hardworking, very creative, very wellness focused. But I don't want to misrepresent. So, Nikki, why don't you introduce yourself briefly to the listeners? Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love this platform and I love what you're doing, the message. I am a fashion model turned entrepreneur. I own five companies and then I also operate a nonprofit organization pertaining to women's mental health. So I'm busy. I'm keeping busy. Um, but yeah, some of the projects I've been focusing on is just my project relaunches, um, some of my company relaunches and just rebranding projects like that. And um, yeah, really just carving out new skills um, in the entrepreneurial realm. So so, so cool. Obviously, you are a very ambitious, very hardworking person. We love that on this pod because we are incredibly centered on the value of hard work. Those who have listened before know that we don't just believe in pure luck. To an extent, the universe needs to be in alignment. But first, you have to put in your own work and get to where the universe wants you to be. You then also have to have that strong trust in yourself and that strong drive and ambition And what I'm leading up to through all of this is, what is your own definition of success? Success obviously means something else for everyone, but when you look towards where you want to be in the future, what is the ideal picture you have in your head? What is your dream life? Yeah, well, success, I love this question. Success for me is really just being comfortable with yourself and being comfortable with the trial and error process. With any amount of success comes trial and error. And I feel like a lot of us, especially in our young you know, ages and our 20s and our 30s, we're very afraid of the trial and error process. We're very afraid of failure. Um, But with success comes failure. And that could be many failures. It could be a multitude of failures. And we have to become comfortable with that. So I think success is just being comfortable with that. But I also think success is about, you know, being your own craft and owning your own craft and loving your own craft. You know, you have to love what you do. And if you don't, that's okay too. But at least be good at what you do and be good at your passions and be you know, vibrant with them. Um, success for me, I've always been a risk taker. And I also think success is defined by risk taking as well. You can never be afraid to, you know, expand your horizons um, in an entrepreneurial way or a personal way. Um, you really have to take charge at, you know, what means the most to you and what you want to go after, especially as a woman. Right. And how does that factor into the work today, Nikki? How do you bring that attitude, that mindset into your life? Well, I'm a multifaceted. <laughs> I have many different projects going on all at one time. Um, I just want to keep going. You know, I'm always hungry. I'm always wanting more growth, wanting to learn more, wanting to utilize more of my talents and combine them all into one thing. So for me, I think just really fostering the multifaceted mindset for you know years now. It's been about three years um, since I've launched um, more of my companies. Um, because of course I started with one and then I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug and I started, you know, capitalizing more and more. But I think just being multifaceted and being comfortable with that as well. Um, and that also comes along with risk taking, but the multifaceted lifestyle isn't for everyone. Um, you know, everybody's journey is different, but I always like to advocate for the multifaceted lifestyle because no matter who you are, no matter what career you have or what your interests are, what your passions are, or what you pursue, you know, you can always choose another outlet. There's always something else. Um, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of us, we kind of just limit ourselves to one thing or one passion or one identity or one career. Um, and it's not about that. You know, we have to reinvent ourselves. We have to be comfortable with that reinvention. And again, you know, we really have to go after, you know, multiple things that we want to do because at the end of the day, there's always something else and there's always more than one thing going on. 
I completely, completely agree. We're always changing. You're not the same person throughout every stage of your life. And on that end, even if you pinpoint a specific stage of your life, you're also not that one thing at that one time. There are so many different sides to yourself that you're going to have to be able to acknowledge to learn about and dig deeper into. So moving forward, I note that you have so much initiative in general as a person and in this particular context to pursue all these different sides of yourself. You are an artist, a creator, a businesswoman. You pursued all these different interests at different points in your life and you never once told yourself it was too much. You never once let that hindering voice that we all have in our own heads get to you and I have so much respect for that. So my next question is, what pushed you to pursue all these different things individually? How did that career path look like? Can you give us like a chronological overview? Yeah. So I started my career off as a model back in 2014. It's roughly been about 10 years um, since I started my, my professional career. Um, and the modeling issue was great. It was it was fun, um, but it, it wasn't necessarily making me inspired. And that's when I really thought to myself, huh, you know, I kind of had to take mental inventory for a minute and I'm like, huh, like, okay, after four years of being in that industry, it, it became a very uninspiring experience for me. And so I became very limited and I felt very kind of trapped and, and cornered in. And I didn't want to feel like that anymore. You know, my creative juices weren't flowing anymore. And I kind of, again, began to define myself by one career. Um, and I didn't like that. I didn't like putting myself in a box so I left modeling and that's when I started my entrepreneurship life. My entrepreneurship life actually was an accident, <laughs> which is funny enough. Um, I Happy accident. Yes. <laughs> um, I never thought I would ever be doing it. Um, long story short, I launched an art piece. This was, oh gosh, back in 2019. Um, a good friend of mine who happens to be a pretty well-known influencer on social media, on Instagram, um, she said to me, hey, do you want to do a graphic for me? I really need a new profile picture. And of course, me being a friend, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I did it and um, it went viral and, you know, her inboxes were full, my inboxes were full. And that's when I told myself, okay, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a business. Why not? So that's how my digital art company kind of evolved and kind of happened. But I never imagined in a million years that I would go from model to entrepreneur so quick overnight because it really did happen overnight for me. So learning to adjust and, you know, have, you know, starting a business with no business education, no business background. Again, I only have a fashion modeling background. So I was like, wow, you know, how am I supposed to navigate this? And again, I was only 20 years old. I was I was a kid. I was only 20. So really just going into an industry full force without even knowing um, was, again, very risk taking moment. But I decided to take that risk to you know, explore. And just like, as I said before, circling back, you know, explore new horizons and, and put my, try to put my best foot forward. You know, I told myself, Hey, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least I can say that I tried. And at least I can say that I, that I, you know, attempted it <laughs> no matter which way it went. Um, so that's kind of what happened with that. And then after I launched my first company, that's when I told myself, okay, you know, I'm familiar. So about two years after that, I launched my nonprofit. And then after I launched my nonprofit, I founded three more companies in under two years. So I've been, you know, keeping busy, but it's it's been an addiction for me, really the entrepreneurial life. It's it's a very, very happy addiction. It keeps me going, it keeps me motivated, and it keeps me feeling empowered. It's so, so, so important, especially nowadays, to feel empowered with yourself and your life and also your career. And that's what my life just, it does just that for me. Um, so I'm very, very, very grateful. 
one thing I really picked up from what you're saying is that you have that deep trust in yourself to really take what life gave you because life kind of just threw you that opportunity for entrepreneurship while you were modeling and you just took it and you threw yourself into it. It clearly wasn't half-assed or anything because you're doing so well today. And I can tell that you were really like, let's fully give this a shot despite your lack of experience. As you said, in business and entrepreneurship, it seems like you just took it and ran with it and devoted yourself to making it work. And I think that's something that pushes a person towards their best selves. And given the theme of this pod, I can already tell you that the listeners would say exactly what I'm saying. Again, so much respect for you. Another thing is that it seems like you really had not just that self-trust, but the drive to barrel yourself into the unknown, which takes so much courage. And I mean, look at where you ended up today. I'm in awe of your story and what you've accomplished. And looking back at everything we just briefly covered, you are in fact a very well-accomplished woman with lots of professional and personal successes alike. But I know you're also so into your own wellness. So the big question popping up here is, how do you balance everything in your plate alongside taking care of your mental health? Yeah. So again, this is like the million dollar question. <laughs> I get this question a lot. Um, people ask me this all the time. Like, friends ask me this or, you know, just people ask me this. Um, so my my mental health is obviously top priority um, for me. Um, my mental health, my physical health, my just my well-being in whole as a human being, very, very important for me. And so in entrepreneurship life, this is kind of a tab, like a tab of, of what I'm kind of going to say later on. But it's so easy to lose yourself in the process of being an entrepreneur, mentally, physically, and emotionally. It is so easy to just lose it. It's easy to lose yourself. It's easy to lose track of your goals. It's easy to just lose track of everything. And throughout the years, I've had to really utilize myself and think to myself, okay, you know, when do I need a break? My body has really adapted itself to these conditions and to the working conditions that I work in as an entrepreneur. I work Monday through Sunday. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every day, which is wild. I usually go to bed around like eight, nine, sometimes later if I'm working on something else. It depends on the day. You know, every, every day is different, but that's just, you know, how the entrepreneurship life is. No, no day is ever the same. Um, but yeah, typically around 4.30. If I do sleep in a little bit, it might be 5.30, which I don't like. I don't like the 5.30. I, I usually just like to stick to the 4.30, but, you know, my body gets tired sometimes and I tend to sleep in. But yeah, it's 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 been good, you know. Um you know, really just my body adapting and, and really just, you know, that's just been such a cool experience for me to really understand like, wow, you know, like my body is really adapting to this lifestyle automatically. Um, but also being in tune with my own mental health has been huge. Um, and knowing when to take breaks, knowing when a creative burnout, it's going to rear its ugly head in and knowing your limitations, because no matter what, we cannot compete with technology <laughs> as much as we want to in this digital age. <laughs> we can't. I know for sure that it's taking you time to kind of break those negative work patterns for yourself to curate it all. And I understand that because I'm ambitious myself. And I've gone through my own significant periods of burnout. I've experienced that burnout when, for example, I started something new and I took on a lot at once. And it obviously takes time to figure out, oh, I need to set this boundary. I need to give myself more rest in this area. I need to take a step back. And you have to figure out how to integrate that into your routines without sacrificing that productivity that you still want to be having, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, professional performance is huge for me. It's key for me. 
Um, if I don't feel like I'm going to perform professionally the way that I want, there's something wrong. So I have to kind of, again, take mental inventory and say, well, how can I perfect this? How can I craft this out? How can I, you know, hone in my skills to make this a better experience, not only for my businesses, but for myself, because my businesses are me because I'm the one who's the entrepreneur. I'm creating these, I'm, you know, setting these out. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm my own boss. So it's really important that I keep my mental and physical health in check because if it's not, you know, it's not going to be good. So not something that I've really learned throughout the years, but I just, I just want to make note that your body will adapt to your schedule naturally. Um, it will adapt with you. Um, it's kind of a crazy thing to say, but the human bodies are incredible. I mean, what we can do as humans, it's so underestimated. Um, you know, we can really accomplish a lot just as humans and our bodies and all of that. So yeah, I definitely like to tune into myself too. Um, you know, learning to, again, set boundaries and get on a good schedule, you know, get on a schedule that you're comfortable with. There's so many people that just hate their schedule and that's okay, but perfect it, you know, make it a schedule that you'll love and that you're comfortable with. Um, because at the end of the day, that's going to be affecting yourself and your performance. So, you know, keep that in mind. I love that. It's that self-prioritization as well, right? You know, it's worth your time. You know what you want to put into your schedule. You know that you're not going to let anything get in the way of that routine, that schedule, because you have your goals, like you're very focused on your goals. And this isn't to say that you would be like a narrow minded person by being focused on your goals in that way. But clearly there is that partial tunnel vision that you have to have to reach your goals, too. Yeah, the focus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, what tips might you give to someone who wants to accomplish that same thing, who wants to live that best life? wants to channel that ambition into something they want to accomplish, but also stay on that peace-filled mindset that you seem to have embedded throughout your own life? Okay. So I would say, this is just my personal recommendation, but I would say write a list down of goals that you want to accomplish for yourself. The goal could be one thing. The goal could be you know, a hundred things, write it down on paper so that you can visually see it and you can visually reflect back on it and really just understand it as a whole. You know, it's so important nowadays, especially with like lists and, and keeping a visual mood board and things like that, because these are the things that are going to bring you together with your goal. These are the things that are going to lead you toward your goal. So make lists, you know, again, it doesn't have to be an elaborate like word document or something like that. It could just be like a silly post-it note or something like that. But keep track of it and keep keep it close to you. You know, keep it by your bedside, keep it in your wallet, keep it in your car, keep it on your office. Nikki, you have no idea. This just goes to show how similar we are and how we are on the same wavelength and how perfectly your experiences and your stories align with this pod. But I always have my planner literally right beside me every hour, maybe more frequently. I will check my planner to make sure I'm still on track for the day. And sometimes when I'm extra busy, I'll even integrate a little time or schedule into it. Like I'll timetable my to-do list because I want to get things done. But take note here, I'll also timetable specific moments for alone time, for recovery. It's not all go, go, go tasks. But would you say it's similar for you? From what you're saying, it sounds like we have very similar strategies. Oh, yeah. I mean, we speak the same language. I told you that the first time I met you. <laughs> this is how we are. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting a planner, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my planner is my religion as well. Um, I don't, you know, it's like my number one, it's my holy grail. Um, I can't, you know, 
do anything without it. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me sane. It keeps me where I need to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm this exact same way, but then also like notes on your phone as well. I'm such a nerd like that. I will keep like so many notes or like Google docs or something like that on my phone <laughs> just to make sure I'm organizing. Yeah. Yes. Reminders and organization too. Like organization is so key because again, with the digital world, digital world and the digital age moving so fast, we tend to lose track of not only ourselves, but our accomplishments and our goals and our needs and our wants. And it's so, again, it's so easy to get sucked into like the whirlpool of like Instagram or like social media and constantly scrolling on TikTok or whatever it is. So, you know, keep your goals close to you and keep your planner close to you because again that's your key and that's when that's ultimately what's going to keep you on track and keep your head on track too this is all really really helpful advice but i still wonder how do you avoid losing yourself in the process of that ambition in the process of achieving your goals like it's so hard to separate work from your real life i guess and i'm sure when you always have that planner that to-do list in the back of your head i mean i go through this myself you have to be able to differentiate between work and play like okay, now I have to make time for friends, family, and realize I'm a person outside of my work self, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, learning to differentiate um, between your personal life and your professional life, it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge, especially with everything moving so fast-paced, and especially when all your brands as an entrepreneur are reflective and cohesive to you. So it can get, you know, tiring. It can be exhausting. Very, very exhausting. For me... My family is my number one. My friends are incredible. Just having really good people around you has helped me really stay grounded and, again, differentiate myself and, in, in a lot of ways, unidentify with my work life and the work version of me versus the personal life and the personal version of me. Um, because there's so many different sides to every single one of us. Again, relating back to what I was saying earlier, we're not just one thing. Of course, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but of course I have a person life of course I have my family life of course I have my friend life you know of course um all of us all of us do but we have to really again learn to prioritize I love that word prioritize both of those equally so we can feel calm cool and collected um I don't think one person should only be career you know it's not healthy we have to maintain a really, really good balance to become a really good, well-rounded and healthy individual. Um, you know, I always like to say this, find your own tribe, you know, find a tribe of women that love you, understand you, support you, appreciate you, and just ultimately want to be there for you for your own journey. You know, I've met so many incredible women powerhouses, entrepreneurs, public speakers, um, people that have platforms like you, you know, just incredible women that are after the same goal and the same mission that I can relate to. So it's really about just relating to one another and wanting to see each other succeed. You know, in the present day, there are still, you know, comments on Instagram or pages on Instagram that women are just constantly tearing each other down. They're ripping each other apart. It's constant and it needs to stop. You know, we need to feel unified and be unified as a female force, especially in today's society. We don't need so much of the drift. We don't need so much of the apart. Um, we need the together, you know, and that's what, that's what I like to advocate for as well. It's so important to point out here on social media, there is that stigma where it's so toxic, negative, everyone's bragging, but there's that alternative side to it where there's a community of women, for example, who consistently advocate for each other's success and well-being and that just goes to show that on these platforms, though, it's so important to whittle down to the right people, to the right 
online environment. And another thing I find so interesting with what you said is that a lot of your pathways like modeling, content creation, they all kind of intersect with mental health. You don't have to pursue art focused on mental health. You don't have to pursue wellness focused content creation, but it seems like you've been able to tie it all in really well together. And maybe that gives you that balance in your life as well. So I know you've created art that ties in, for example, with concepts of mental health. Can you explain this particular project, delve deeper into this intersect in your artwork? Yeah, so I've been an artist since I was like a little, little kid. I think I was like two years old when I first started like coloring and painting all that stuff on my parents' floor. <laughs> um, so yeah, mental health too. Mental health is something I'm really passionate about. And I'm sure a lot of people can say, oh, I'm really passionate about mental health. A lot of people do. And a lot of people are. It's, it, you know, I feel like mental health is making such a, a great turn in today's society and against the stigmata and the taboo topics. Um, I'm so, so, so happy to see that change and that shift because it has not been like that in a really, really, really long time. So seeing that shift and that productive shift has been incredible for me. Um, so I like to keep my brands very interconnected. I like to keep my brands very cohesive to not only myself, but also my audience and my clientele and really the people who engage. Um, you know, when you build a company it's not going to be, you know, the best thing overnight. You know, you have to learn to craft it. You have to learn how to, again, perfect it and build. I love that word build. You know, you have to build your own world. And so that's essentially what, I, what I've what i done within my own entrepreneurial life as far as keeping my brands cohesive and, and you know, as well as transparent to me and who I am. Um, so for my mental health and my artistry, again, those go both hand in hand because I've launched two campaigns over the past, I want to say three years, um, artistic campaigns pertaining to mental health. I think mental health is such a under, I don't want to say underrated, but it's, it's a very not talked about topic. Not many people are educated. Not many people understand it. And again, there's a lot of stigmata around the topic. So I kind of wanted to break those stigmatas with my art <laughs> and really put a focus on the artistic really image and vision of how we feel and on our emotions again pertaining to mental health um i launched a digital campaign back in 2022 yeah last year um doesn't feel like last year it feels like i just launched it <laughs> time flies <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, seriously, time flies. Um, everything's just whoop, go, goes by so quick. Um, but yeah, I launched a campaign, digital campaign last year, um, which was through a contemporary, a contemporary art platform um, based out of Barcelona. I met in Madrid. And oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, I launched about five pieces um, and it was a series, digital art series titled State of a Woman. And each piece was pertaining to a different mental health disorder, whether it was bipolar, it was anxiety disorder, it was depression, it was, um, you know, disassociative disorders, you know, it was all different ones, but it was all pertaining to also the woman mind and how the woman is also seen pertaining to mental health to society. So I kind of wanted to challenge that and challenge that topic and really put that out vision, visual, visually um, to a, a diverse audience so that 
people could take it. And, you know, I don't know, you know, if people felt through it, I all, that's all I can hope as an artist is that someone saw these pieces and said, wow, you know, I feel something. That's my goal. That's my mission as an artist is to have people look at my pieces and say, wow, you know, I felt something or I can relate to that, or this made me feel something, you know, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to accomplish. Um, so that's been an incredible experience, but also, you know, mixing two together, my artistry and my mental health mission um, and my advocacy, it's really about myself moving on from the scheduled programming onto other channels. You know, of course, we're going to have that one scheduled programming we love to watch every day, but move on to different channels. And that also ties back into the multifaceted, you know, life that I live. Um, again, I really wanted to mix the two together, create something, put it in a blender, and, you know, have people enjoy it and take something from it. <laughs> and now with you mentioning that aspect of being multifaceted, I actually really want to get into that further. I know I segmented away from it a little earlier because I wanted to really do it justice and dedicate this second half of the episode to it. So when I see you, I see just how diverse your interests are and how many passions you hold. And I love that because it overcomes the stipulations, as we were talking about earlier, set by society to stick to one path, to stick to a box that they put you in, like, if you start with, for example, art at a certain age, naturally society will be like, oh, so you're an artist. But you can also be a content creator. You can also be an entrepreneur. As you've demonstrated yourself, multiple things can bring you success. You don't have to choose one thing and feel restricted to that forever. And you know, it's the same for me in the sense that I chose many years ago to go down the path of clinical psychology. I want to be working in practice as a clinical psychologist, as a therapist. But I also have this wellness podcast. And from the perspective of clinical psychologists, there's often that question of like, okay, are you more inclined towards the doctor, professional, researcher side of things, you know, the certificates and the academia and the practicum? Or are you going to choose the more lax and creative part about wellness? And I note here, wellness and mental health are similar, but distinct, because there really are people with mental disorders who need significant help. And as a wellness creator, I can't really do anything to treat that person professionally yet. But basically what I mean is, why do I have to choose? Can I not have both? Do both? I can study hard and train to eventually treat people who need that professional help. But I can also give advice in the meantime to a wider audience and connect with people and still make that impact I crave making. And so what are your thoughts on getting to embrace all these different sides of you despite society saying, oh, you're an artist, stick to that, or you're an entrepreneur, focus on that, or you're a model, keep doing that? Yeah, I think mental health as a whole, again, is a topic that we need to keep talking about. Um, we cannot go silent on this topic. It is a topic that has evolved for years. It's still evolving. And it's a crucial topic because so many people are diagnosed with a mental health disorder, no matter who they are, no matter what their career is, no matter who they are, or what you know, what it is, everybody has their own struggle. And so health-wise, and a lot of times it is mental health. So learning to again be acceptive of each other is is huge for me. But I've also worked that into, you know not being defined by a label. And this is kind of back into what you were saying about, you know, career and all this stuff. And, and, you know, do I choose the professional route? Do I choose the, you know, more creative route as far as mental health? It's different for everybody. 
and again, it kind of this kind of tell you know goes back to being comfortable with how you speak on these topics and how people speak on these topics. But it really is, you know, really comes down, boils down to, you know, what are you comfortable with? Um, again, mental health is a topic that I've advocated for, for I think like, gosh, probably like three years now. And I've been speaking on platforms. I have my own platform and just learning from other people as well builds you as a multifacet because you get to learn different experiences from other people. So technically speaking, I mean, you're, you're technically having an experience within someone else's experience by them sharing their experience, if that makes sense. Um, as humans, we learn from other humans on this earth. We learn from other people, their choices, their their talents, their careers, their successes, their failures, their, their trial and errors. We learn from it all. So that's part of the human experience. Um, for me too, I, I feel so happy to know that I've had so many women throughout the years say, oh, I learned something from you or thank you so much for saying that because I don't think anybody else in your industry would. Or I'm so happy you advocated for this because I didn't know another female was comfortable advocating for this topic, no matter what it what it is. So again, that kind of goes back to the, you know, the unity the unifying of of the female force and all that of what I was talking about earlier, but it's really it's really it's it's a it's an important thing, you know. Um, it's it's very important, especially in today's society. Um, you know, I think also too mental health pertaining to creativity. It's all on how your eye sees. You know, we are all visionaries. You know, a lot of people have told me, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not talented artistically. I don't have a creative bone in my body, but you do. You know, you might not see it, but we're all visionary. You know, we all interpret things differently. We we all see things differently. We all live things differently. You know, someone might have the same experience working at, you know, a job, but those experiences might be different. Same job, different experiences. You never know how the human brain and the human eyes are going to interpret something, you know, or someone. So again, just learning to build your own multifaceted life and take away from other people's experiences and hone them into your own multifaceted life is again has been a, a very key key component to my life not only as you know professionally but also personally yeah that's exactly what life is right exactly like you said i want to quote you you experience yourself within other people's experiences it's so profound my mind is baffled that's quite exactly what life is yeah i mean you can have several people having that one experience interpreted so differently. You can all experience one moment so vastly differently. And yeah, it could be any experience. Yeah, exactly. So I do get exactly what you're saying about how that links to the whole multifaceted lifestyle, because you can see one thing, for example, you can see your career as exactly for what it is. You are an artist, a content creator, an entrepreneur, but other people would see it as a very split apart thing without a particular connection. But because you are you, what's the need for the divide? Like it all probably makes sense to you and lines up perfectly in your mind because all of these roles, if you want to call them that, are simply who you are, how you're putting yourself out into the world. They are the different ways you express yourself. There are truly so many different perspectives and ways to see life, to structure life. Some people might feel the need to stick to one thing, whereas others might feel the need to find other different avenues too, like yourself. 
Yeah, you know, and there's so many diverse realms that other people can explore in and have different experiences from. I, I think a lot of people, again, are, are, I think they're so narrow-minded, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, I can never be able to relate to this person. We have totally different experiences or I don't, you know, they don't, they don't do anything I do or we don't share the same interests or passions. You know, how can I ever, how can I ever, you know, relate to them in any way? And that's not true. You know, it's so funny because when I launched my nonprofit back in 2021, I interviewed about 160 different women of all different walks of life, all different life paths, all different backgrounds. And I took note of this and I kind of did a lot of self work with this project and through my, through my nonprofit platform. And I said to myself, you know, what's so interesting. All these women are so different, but they're so alike because they shared so many of the same experiences and so many of the same traits which is ironic because from looking at it from, you know, a standpoint, you know, a, a distant standpoint, you would say, oh, these people are so different. That's not true. That's not true. You know, the human brain is so similar to other human brains. I mean, it's, we're so similar. It's insane. Just me spouting my random psychology facts again, but we actually share about 99.9% of our genes. 99.9. And 0.1% is that differentiation and everyone thinks we're so different, but we're all human. We're all made up of the same thing to the 99.9 percentile. Yeah, we are. Yeah, 100%. You know, and it's it's interesting to take note of that and to take interest of that because it's it's honestly fascinating for me. You know, I'm a big, I'm big into psychology as well. Um, I read a lot of psychology books um, and I'm, I'm really, really big into just that realm too so yeah it's it's been interesting it's been a very cool experience just learning about that it's been very interesting now going back to the topic of being multifaceted you do have that very open-minded attitude how has that allowed you to reinvent yourself because you described earlier that you went from modeling to jumping into the world of entrepreneurship take us through your perspective how do you see that experience how do you see that reinvention of yourself yeah reinvention is evolutionary it never stops it's an ongoing process and it's an ongoing experience no one ever stays the same and so i will look back on pictures of me from four years ago right my hair is different my clothing's different you know but it's not just from a, a physical standpoint or from a physical view um it's mentally as well you know four years ago five years ago i was not the woman i am today so each day, back to what we're saying about goals and, and our missions and things like that, and, and really, you know, taking that to the next level, it's been so empowering for me to see myself grow, not only from a physical standpoint, but also a mental standpoint and really see myself in that growth period because five years isn't that whole lot, but it is though when you look back, if that makes sense. Um, you know, five years is five years. No, I mean, five years ago, I was in high school. I was so completely different in a somewhat embarrassing way even. But yeah, I know what you mean. Five years sounds like little, but it is a lot of time. Right. A lot of room for growth in yeah. five years. Yes, especially as a young adult. I'm, I'm 25. So five years ago, I was 20. So yeah, I mean, it's been so such a such a cool experience witnessing that, but also just seeing, I, keep, I journal a lot. So just seeing different notes that I kept five years ago and looking back on those in the present day, I'm like, wow, 
look how far I've come. And that's why I always, I always reinforce journaling because journaling gets us places. It gets us places. Some people don't like journaling and that's okay. But if you like journaling and you, or you have the time, do it. It is so beneficial again for the reinvention process because we get to look back on, wow, look who we were and look who we are now. You know, look how much we've grown. Literally, this just has me thinking about the times I've journaled way back when I was in elementary school I remember looking through those journals recently and looking back at those old thoughts from a different perspective as a different person yeah and it's so mind-blowing that I feel like a complete different person from who I was five years ago and it goes the same for say content creation yeah like you'll post these photos and your thoughts online and five years later you'll look back and be like um wow interesting yeah, it's insane. As soon as you shock yourself, like you'll look back on content and you'll like, I know in my own personal experience, I've done this. I'll look back on content from five, six years ago and I'll be like, wow, did I really post that? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm alluding to. But, you know, <laughs> and then I'll say, oh no. But then again, I, I say to myself, well, on the positive note, if I didn't post that, I it wouldn't have led me in this direction. No regrets. No regrets. It's nice to look back and be like, it's nice to know I was this person before, but it's never going to be the case of I regret doing this or that because life is full of risks and mistakes and no one being perfect. You need to embrace the imperfection to get to your best self. Right. Yeah. Life is such a trial and error process. You can't define it. You can't define yourself. And you just have to you know, live your best life and just try to put your best foot forward every day. And if you have a bad day, that's okay because that's a learning experience and that's going to make you stronger and it's going to make you grow more. Um, I know it sounds corny, but it's true. I mean, the bad days are, in my opinion, good days because those are the days where you really grow and you really dive deep into yourself and you learn from your mistakes and it just makes you a better, stronger individual. Going all the way back full circle to what we were saying at the start of this episode, it builds up that trust in yourself, you know, and I think that being open to all that change, to all that risk and hardship sets you in particular apart in a positive way from the rest of society. I see that you are a woman who is not afraid to go after what she wants. You want what is best for yourself and you aren't afraid to learn more about yourself even as you've reached great peaks in your life and in your career and that attitude combined with all of your hard work is amazing segmenting to the last part of this episode i then want to talk to you about being a boss bitch which is exactly what you are i love it (laughs) so obviously with success comes a lot of people being intimidated by you i think it does the title of boss bitch you know i think it comes with a lot of people who experience jealousy competition a fear of your own growth and success so i want to ask how does it feel like to be a young woman in business who is experiencing all that growth and success. There is definitely that glass ceiling for young people and for women. So putting two and two together, there are most certainly tougher challenges to overcome there. There must be people who exhibit that jealousy, who pitch themselves against your growth and success. How do you overcome that? How do you take that and create it into something positive? Yeah, I feel so good. I mean, first of all, I feel so good, you know, being 25 years old and having the opportunity to build my passions into a career. 
it's been such a rewarding experience and just so grateful to be here every day and again share what I love and, and share what I love with the community and with so many different people and a diverse community of people I think is even more empowering and um, just you know having people view themselves through my artwork or through my work it's incredible and I'm very very grateful I think again within business or really any community it could be any community any any career point any anything even in personal life you know there is behaviors, are behaviors, and there is a behavior um, that can be bad, you know, from other people that are very negative behaviors, very, you know, destructive behaviors, very impressionable behaviors from other people. Um, every single one of us has faced it. Every single one of us, you know, no matter who we are, you know, no matter what, no matter our age, no matter what gender we are, it doesn't matter. You know, there's always going to be, yeah. Part of life, there's always going to be a negative Nancy. <laughs> there's always going to be a sour grape. It's just this how it goes, um, and that that's okay. But just don't let your don't let it affect you, and don't define yourself by it. Because at the end of the day, that's their problem, not yours. Yeah, I love that. You know? When you experience some sort of external negativity, it's easy to get sucked into it. But you have to think, wait, this is not about me. This is about them. This is them maybe wanting what I have because. They don't know who they are or what they truly deeply want themselves. Right. You really have to put yourself into other people's shoes, I think, and also see how far you've come. You might just be doing your thing, be on your own grind, but there is that reality of other people might see that as terrifying for themselves because maybe they're intimidated yeah. and taking that into something positive. You might realize that this isn't about competition. It's taking their perspective that you are doing amazing freaking things and being able to see that and stay grounded in that for yourself so it's not all bad stuff and even the negative can be framed positively I guess yeah I mean I I like to say this that you know we're all climbing the same mountain just on different sides um you know that's how it is in the business world you know that's how it is in the you know just the personal my personal life the, the you know just life in general I mean we're all going after something um, and we're all in our own lanes. Even if we're in the same industry, we're all in our own lanes. So why feel the competition? Why feel the need to compete? Why feel the insecurity? Even on social media with content creation, it's really sad to see like you'll have a lot of women who are competing and comparing themselves. But it's like, imagine what you can accomplish if you take that energy and fuel it into working together instead. Exactly. My personal motto is that collaboration is everything. Is. You can't hinder yourself or others by engaging in that collaboration. It doesn't make anyone better than each other. It just emphasizes that you're open-minded. It makes you someone who is willing to learn from other people's experiences, as you said earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, human connection is so valued. Unfortunately, it, I feel like it's become less valued with technology. Now we value each other through likes <laughs> on social media. We value each other through follower accounts. We follow each other from you know the social media currency if you will and it's not it's not that that good in my opinion you know I value real conversations just like you and I are having right now versus a dm in my inbox you know um I like dms in my inbox but do they necessarily give me the excitement and the passion that I'm feeling right now no so you know it's all about you know just again, back to your, back to comfortability too. Um, you know, but I think too, 
within social media, it's such a fast paced world. <laughs> I mean, the world is already fast paced, but <laughs> I know, but it kind of takes that fast paced nature of the world and it gears it more negatively because you have the likes, the comments, just everyone trying to individuate themselves. And then people feel the need to put down others just to do that. And so really social media just exacerbates that side of things. But you know, I love that we found our wellness niches, what works for us. We're not getting hinged on the negative. We're actually having these conversations and focusing on ourselves and the positive instead. And with that in mind, something alternatively really positive circling the media, because the media can be good in some senses, is manifestation practices. And I think this is a really good way to end off the episode because you mentioned to me before that this is something that you yourself engage in regularly. And I want to talk about something positive that the listeners can take away. What do you do to manifest good things in your life? How would you frame your own manifestation techniques? And what has manifestation done for you? So obviously focusing on yourself that's like manifestation in a nutshell. We have to focus on ourselves, focus on our goals, but focus on ourselves and our goals by also refocusing on other people's thoughts and goals, if that makes sense. The way that my manifestation, well, my personal manifestation and pro- professional manifestation really operates is I don't want to just manifest for myself. I want to manifest for myself and others, if that makes sense. Um, And I think maybe that just might be the entrepreneurial mindset kicking in, but I love when I can also help people reach their desired mindset of what they want to accomplish. That's my own manifestation right there. I love not only like honing in on my own crafts and my own talents and my own, you know, thing and my own vibes and my own energy and, you know, everything that makes me me and my passions, but also utilizing those manifestation techniques and using that as a resource center or a resource platform, if you will, for other people. Um, so really it's, it's a two part process for me, but I also think tuning into yourself, just like we were saying earlier, you know, tuning into yourself and getting on a schedule, but getting on a schedule that again is in favor of your own comfort level, obviously. (laughs) But I, I do think, you know, not really focusing so much on social media either. Um, you know, my manifestation derives from a very, very, very young age since I was like, oh my gosh, maybe like seven or eight. And I remember telling myself I wanted to be a model and I wanted to be an artist. And those are two things that, you know, I accomplished by the time I was 21 years old. So, you know, really just believing in your dreams, believing in yourself. I know it sounds corny, but you have to believe in yourself to be yourself if that's your desired goal is to be what you want to be you know dreams don't work unless you do so and having that negativity can block the process like why is it going to come true if you don't believe it yourself right and then that note going back to what you were saying with wanting to help people why would a person want to accomplish something if it didn't fulfill them so really keeping other people in mind is a reason for that manifestation to actually come true that goal of reaching that level of fulfillment from helping others fuels good things to come true for yourself and for others. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of ways to be fulfilled in life, but helping others is one of the biggest ways to get there. I completely agree. There's actual purpose now here behind the manifestation. It's not superficial. 
it's going to bring so much good into the world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, being inspired not only by yourself, um, but being inspired by other people and, and being an inspiration for other people. You know, I never really wanted to be a role model. I always wanted to be an inspiration to people. I always wanted to be a creative inspiration, an innovative inspiration, something that I want my work to really reflect not only off of me, but really be something that people can say, oh, this makes me feel good. This puts me in a good mood. This makes my energy level. This makes my head level. This makes me happy. You know, these are the things that I've wanted to accomplish within my own manifestation of my goals. Um, but yeah, back to the support systems too. You know, I think you can act actively and really, really effectively manifest in yourself if you have good people around you that also believe in your dreams and your accomplishments. Um, I love this really cool manifestation um, technique where, and I'm sure you've heard of it, but it's so cool where, and I've actually done this with my own career, you make the list of the things that you want to accomplish, but you write them down as if you've already accomplished them. It's in, it's incredible. It really shows through. If you have hesitations about reaching that goal, why will it happen for you if you can't picture it clearly in your mind? Then why will the universe think you really want it and really deserve it? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you have to believe in yourself. And, you know, also too, there could be 100 people in one room, say you go for a job interview, let's just say this, there, there could be 100 people in the room. Say you have this one dream, you go for this, your dream job. 100 people in the room, 99 are non-believers, but there is one believer. If you have one person that believes in you, you're good to go, you're set, you know, you have to manifest in that as well. And you know, that person can be yourself for as long as you have that self-belief, you're good and obviously, Having a support system is also amazing, but when you're barreling through life with that confidence, that peace, then you're good to go. You're going to do amazing things. And you know, Nikki, I've seen your work, your platform. It seems you're doing amazing things yourself, and it reflects to through this conversation today, through the self-belief that you evidently carry, it seems like you've been able to touch so many people already in the way you might have wanted to. And as a woman and fellow content creator, it's really nice to see that success happen for you and see the way you've embraced yourself in the process. Now, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so much, Nikki, for coming on to Glow Up Syndrome. I want to link your socials so the listeners know where to find you so that your content can reach and touch more people. Can you briefly let them all know your socials and such? Yeah, absolutely. My main Instagram is Nikki C. Gal. Um, and so, yeah, you can reach me there. Uh, my email is also see through Nikki at gmail.com. But again, thank you so much, Mick, for having me on the show. This has been such an incredible experience. And I just love talking to you about these key points that need to be talked about. You and I are both women with a passion, women with multiple missions. So again, joining and really collaborating with you in this human experience has been very, very happy. And I'm just so overjoyed. So thank you. This was such a fulfilling conversation for sure. Now, as I do at the end of every episode, I will also link my socials and every other relevant resource in the show notes, along with Nikki's socials. So my personal Insta is at underscore Michaela Dizon and my podcast Insta is at Globe Syndrome. And obviously, if you peek the show notes, we have all sorts of platforms, including the Globe Syndrome Geneva chat, where you can connect with like-minded individuals. And with that, 
Thank you to all of you for listening and staying up to date with the pod. You know I love you all. Until the next episode, bye.